1: Good evening, and blessings, and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom State. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African American experience by honoring all the
2: people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of
1: tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. This is Ewell Anderson with the African American Future Society, um, and tonight we have a special guest from uh, Sierra Leone, um, Mr. Hindawas, and um, Hindawas, can you tell us a little bit about your organization
2: and um, what's going on in Sierra Leone on the ground. Yeah, thank you very much, Yul. I am Hindu uh, Emmanuel Saidu, um, Executive Director of Foundation for Democratic Initiatives and Development. This is a non a, a local non-governmental organization in Sierra Leone. We work in communities within Sierra Leone, uh, especially with uh, Street Kids, and the youths, you know, that are vulnerable. We work to make those youths uh, better and stronger leaders. Uh, but for the past uh, couple of months now, because of the outbreak of Ebola in Sierra Leone, we have been concentrating because these youths are not covered. I mean by this, nobody is looking after them. They are vulnerable. They are left in the cold. And, you know, they they stand the risk of, of, of having Ebola. Uh most children, even homes now uh, are being offered by by Ebola because their parents have been killed, and nobody is stepping in to take care of them. so these children now are in the streets and um, nobody knows you know they 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 are vulnerable and they can they can they can contact the, the Ebola so we are working in different communities across Sierra Leone to exercise them basically to tell them about the dangers you know and the and how contagious this 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 um, virus is uh uh and then um, we have done this for some time and we we'll continue to do it even as uh the ebola is not you know we have not got it at all it's outpacing, you know the, the 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 venture to stop it it's spreading like like bushfire in the in the in the in the you know in the hamilton mm-hmm. so definitely ebola is very serious in sierra leone and the other countries um neighboring guinea and Liberia, and uh, it has claimed well over six hundred thousand lives you know, including women and children in Sierra Leone. So uh, it is a very serious and contagious virus, and uh, we are all stepping up as a country to make sure that we stand to it, otherwise it will be detrimental to the the population, the population, I mean, of of Sierra Leone.
1: Yes, and, and for those people that don't know about Sierra Leone, can you tell us about roughly how many people live there and what are the areas that you're working in?
2: Yes, well, basically, Sigarion is a tiny West African state. It's between, uh, uh, it's on the west coast of, of Africa, bordered uh, by, uh, by uh, the Republic of Guinea and Liberia. And uh, we have about uh, 6 million people. Uh, and, uh, most of them are women, and uh, there are Christians uh, and Muslims in the country. But this is uh, about the poorest country in the world. According to the United Nations uh, uh, Development Index, and um, so we are not like uh, we are not like ready. You know, we are not prepared to face this kind of thing. Our health system was not good, and definitely that is why you can see like the thing is spreading. Because if we are like strong, like like other countries in the region, like like, like Republic of Nigeria and, and Senegal, the 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 this uh, contagious virus you know crept into Nigeria, but they quickly have to deal with it. Uh, and Senegal as well. So as I speak, there is no Ebola, you know, according to the WHO, in the Republic of Nigeria and, and Senegal. But because we are poor and vulnerable, like our neighbors, uh, the Republic of Guinea and Liberia, and our people, most of our people are illiterate. So definitely, you know, it was difficult to to pass on the message because people do not believe, you know, we are like telling people, uh, don't eat bush meat because uh, this virus, you know, uh, can be transmitted by, by, by primates, you know, like monkeys or or the, the fruit bats. So uh, I mean don't eat the bushmeat because we believe that if these, these monkeys eat on mangoes fruits like mangoes, you know, our apples and you and you and you eat those mangoes, I mean you can be infected. This, this is what the, the medical people are saying scientifically. But definitely they were like, no, our great uh, forefathers we are eating mangoes, we are eating bush meat how can you come and limit us now? We are not, you know, we, are not, we don't believe that this is true. So definitely, you know, it was like people that this denying factor, that was a, a key factor, you know, for the spread of this thing. And and, and definitely, you know, we have boots on the ground from um, the, the British government. We have troops now on the ground, and we have uh, some people from Cuba, uh, nurses and doctors. We have people, again, from the Chinese government. And we have a lot of you know epicenters, centers you know holy, we call them epicenters, holy centers, where we have people who have the virus can be brought into and quarantined. So it is really difficult uh, uh, We have 12 uh, political or uh, administrative districts, and we have 11 of these districts affected. In fact, today somebody sent a message to me that the, the only district district that, that was not affected by Ebola has recorded uh two new cases of Ebola, So that means. Sierra Leone is now dealing with Ebola in every community, you know, of, of the country. And my organization is working in about 17 communities across the country, you know, basically by sending messages, using uh, public address uh, systems like mag- 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 microphones to pass a message in our local dialect so that our people understand understand. We use uh, community radios. We, are in, we use, their, you know, the local dialect of that particular community, to engage them, we have uh, radio jingles that will play on the radios. You know, because people do listen to radios, even illiterates. So these are the the the, the, the um, areas that we are using to to penetrate. Because we used to, to talk to them, we used to to bring the community together and and talk to them but It's difficult, you know, because uh, you no, you can never know. You don't, you don't know who is affected. So we decline. We stop bringing people together and we focus good discussion. Now, instead, we use public address systems and the community radios to pass on our message.
1: Yes, and and also, Hindawith, um, you got started by doing the drug the drug awareness campaign, and you're helping um, helping educate the young people to not abuse drugs. Could you tell us about the conference you're here to attend in Maryland, and about the work about the drug use and prevention programs?
2: yeah like like i told you we we work with youth and um, definitely we had we had a decade long of civil war where in the youth you know we are we are we are uh forced you know sort of into into the fighting forces even the military uh uh the the rebels and then and then the like there there is one traditional group they call the the kamajos who are like a local hunters militias of which i was a member you know i mean yeah you i i i i was i was i was conscripted by force. At by then i was in university because they were like you are forced to support or to defend your area as, as a male youth so what happened is most of the youth in this war uh have to begin to take hard drugs, they are giving hard drugs so that they will have, you know, they will not have conscience. They will just uh, tip the gun and go to the front. When they are on drugs, they do not think correctly and they use them correctly to advance. And so uh, the youth, uh, largely the youth in that country, have been dependent on drugs, especially uh, marijuana, and people also uh, misuse uh, uh, um, um, cocaine. Although it is expensive, it's hard to see and and he, uh, he ran you know so definitely I uh, I decided to form this organization with few of my guys and then you know we started going to communities to tell them that drug was bad because we are losing so many youth you know and the government was not doing much you know to to combat hard drugs in the country and that we are like talking to youth especially the the, the vulnerable streets uh uh I uh, the children and the youth to talk, you know, to tell them that they should turn their back against against drugs, you know. And then we started going to schools because we thought that once are in school if you target them, definitely, you know, they are enlightened because they come to school so that they become be able to talk to the, the youth, you know, the off school youth, who was that are on the streets. So we have done those campaigns, you know, we got some money from the American Embassy some time ago in Sarajevo and few. Uh, uh, organizations, you know, to roll out our, our community drug programs. But because of Ebola, it's like we have turned, we, there's a shift, you know, because I'm sure Ebola is very serious, and then um, we have to to put all uh, hands on deck to make sure that we eradicate this, this deadly virus completely from, from our borders.
1: Yes. Okay. So so since you've been here, um, I've developed a website for you uh to help those here in the United States to uh provide you with some aid and assistance. And uh people can find you on uh Y U L six nine zero dot W I X dot E O M forward slash F D I D L S and again, uh that uh Yule690.wix forward slash F D I D L S. Now Hindawas, um could you talk about the um fishing villages and how um you have a program with the African American Future Society to try to provide um fishing nets and fishing um supplies the villagers to help them um gather food because, as you mentioned, they don 't want to eat the bush meat for fear of contamination
2: yes well well, basically that is a program between foundation and democratic initiatives and the the the, the future the black American future uh, organization. We are basically trying to target those communities uh, around along the coastal line. Where in the people are poor again, vulnerable. I I don't like using vulnerable, but that is the the apt word, you know, to describe my people. Like I told you, uh, uh, Sierra Leone is one of the poorest, if not the poorest country in the world. And people we have natural resources, but people cannot have because of poverty and the mismanagement by by by, by successive governments. So our uh, people are out there. They are fishing, but uh, foreign people come, you know, from other countries to come and fish. And take the fish to other countries to sell. And we are there, you know, people are not eating. So, your organization has, has, you know, you saw it feats that will help those people with fishing nets and lines so that, I mean, they can be able to fish and Mm. um, eat some and perhaps sell so that they'll have money to do all that stuff like send their children to school. Because most children, so most children, especially that child in that part of the world, Mm do not go to school because of poverty. You know, so it's difficult. So now that we do not eat bush meat, that has been a pronouncement by the government, and then we are sure, yeah, people are trying to abide by it, but there's no problem with the fish. I'm sure if we have those nets and roll them out to our people there in the coastal lines, you know, it should be a good help to those people, in, in the to people in the in the fishing communities across our country. Yes, and again, for the...
1: Um for the health and prevention for Ebola, uh, what do you think we could send you to help you take back to Sierra Leone to help with the um, with the prevention?
2: Uh, I'm sure the things that will be fine for our community people to help because basically Ebola do not have any cure. You know, it's fifty-fifty percent. You know, chance you might die, you might not die because there are people actually who are coming out of the quarantine. Uh, places, you know, the holding centers, I mean, they walk out free from Ebola. But but medical practitioners have told all that there's no medicine for Ebola, so the best form, you know, to fight Ebola is the prevention form. So I think communities across Sierra Leone will most humbly, will, uh, will like uh, disinfectants, you know, and hand sanitizers, and perhaps food, because like I told you, people are poor. Now, it's like the government is grounded. Nobody goes around. Nobody comes in. You know, it's difficult. So we, it, this thing has, it has a large impact, you know, on, on our economic and, and, and social activities. So people are very poor, you know. So I'm sure if we have sanitizers, disinfectants, and some food for our quarantine families, you know, and vulnerable street kids and youth, uh, I think that would be a helpful admission. Okay. And uh um,
1: and lastly, um, you... At- Experienced the terrible civil war um, when you was in Sierra Leone, and you had to be uh, forced to be part of the boy soldiers there in that country. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and your plans to write a book?
2: Yes, um, I was I was conscripted into civil uh, civil defense militia, and uh, because I I went to my village, I was running away from the the, the Attacks from the city where I lived, that's the second capital city in on Bo. I went to a village where my grandmom is about 14, so, so, yeah, 14 miles away from Bo, and I had to run into these guys. So, forcefully, I was initiated in the in the stuff because you have to run an incision ceremony, which was I was against. But by then, if I had said no, they were going to kill me, I was initiated and I was given a gun to join. The f- one of the fighting rings in in Sierra Leone, it was not really easy. It was very difficult with me because those years, you know, fighting as a boy soldier in the ranks, uh, and we are giving drug forcefully, you know, and sending you to the front to so without fight. The, the rebels are, uh, at the time they fell out with the the, the Sierra Leone army, and that they were fighting two wars: fighting the rebels one front and fighting against the Sierra Leone army on the other front. So those were dark days in the country so i am sure you know i have a lot of experience uh, i want to put that one together to to uh... to write a memoir, you know about my memories as a child combatant
1: yes yes Hondawas. well again um... i don't know if we have any callers on the line um... we can leave the line open for about uh... i don't know four minutes or so and then if not and i want to thank you very much for taking this time I want to thank the listeners. Um, again, the name of the organization is called the Foundation for Democratic Initiatives and Development. It's in Sierra Leone. Um, you're speaking to the executive uh, director, Sahu Satu. Uh, we're here on um, Leslie uh, um kind invitation to talk to you on her blog radio station, and we're hoping that uh, the listeners would Um, appeal and give generously to uh, the cause and to the people of Sierra Leone, and uh, we want to thank you. Are there any callers on the line?
0: On this edition of The Gift of Freedom, we are going to be exploring and talking about a topic that has been in the news, not just in Africa or in the United States, but around the country, really, and that is the Ebola outbreak. Uh, the, The title of this show is the Ebola or Ebola outbreak with Sierra Leonean, uh, Hendawa Saidu. We're, we're waiting for him to come on the line. But while he's doing that, I want to really share the overwhelming sentiment that has been uh, expressed around the country regarding Ebola. We know that it is uh, a disease that has really plagued West, West Africa, especially Sierra Leone. And there have been people who have had conflicting reports publicly about what Ebola is, how it can be contracted, um, whether or not it's something that can be widespread. I was just reading an article today, and different experts were giving various uh, opinions on whether or not it could be spread and how it could be spread, similar to AIDS, whether or not you need to have uh, uh, liquid-to-liquid contact or if you get it. There are so many different people who have so many questions about it And I think the incident in the hospital in Texas really exacerbated that conversation because we had a person who came from West Africa uh, who had the Ebola virus and died uh, shortly after receiving care in that hospital in Texas. And then afterwards, nurses at that Texas hospital who were providing what we thought was top-notch care in terms of the protection ended up contracting Ebola. Uh, and so we don't know if those nurses uh, had uh, contact with him in terms of uh, fluid, uh, fluid, to fluid contact, or if this was another airborne type disease. There are so many different questions, and so many people who have instances that they want to clear up. Then there was the journalist, see, their health specialist, Dr. Nancy Schneiderman, who came in contact with that individual who had Ebola, and then uh, she was put in the quarantine, and then she broke that quarantine with her and the uh, cameramen that she was working with. And then there were all of these questions about whether or not she put people at risk because she, in effect, uh, defied the quarantine order and then had to release a public statement uh, apologizing that she, in fact, breached the uh, quarantine instead of being confined to her home in New Jersey. So all of these things are swirling at the same time and people are running frantic. So we're going to bring someone with you to you who has uh, a real expertise in what's going on uh, with the Ebola disease. He is from Sierra Leone. He has witnessed and seen what has been going on there. He knows people uh, from Sierra Leone, and so we're really looking forward to having him come on and talk about uh, what he's going to be sharing with us on there in Sierra Leone. Uh, the outbreak uh, that has been described by the World Health Organization I uh, said that on Thursday, the WHO, that, that is the World Health Organization, said that more than 1,900 people have died in West Africa because of this Ebola outbreak. Uh, there have been 3,500 confirmed probable cases in Guinea, uh, Sierra Leone, and Liberia, both uh, in Africa, and more than 40%. Uh, of those that have died uh, have occurred in the last three weeks. This is just the last three weeks of this statement Um, being released. um, The World Health Organization said that they suggested that the epidemic uh, is fast outpacing the effort to control it. In spite of all of these developments that's going on in Sierra Leone, it's still in a state of uh, flux with all of the time and efforts that people are taking to worry about the issues that are being plagued people are still trying within the health organization to figure out a remedy to this outbreak i don't know if there's a vaccine i don't know if there's uh, something that can be given to those who've been affected by it but people are trying their best to come up with the solutions and people aren't afraid We saw that president obama uh was still uh recognizing how serious it was he had campaign stouts for Democrats uh, down in uh, Connecticut and other states on the east, and the White House announced that he had canceled his meeting campaign uh, for certain vulnerable Democrats to address the Ebola outbreak and get uh, someone down there uh, to his office to explain what was going on to make sure that it was contained and that this would not become a widespread uh, incident. So I wanna bring in Hendawa Saidu who is um really uh leading the effort uh as best as he can to help deal with the situation. Uh Hendawa, uh I want you to talk about your experience uh from you know, Sierra Leone excuse me, and your experience with Ebola specifically.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Well, basically when Ebola started, you know, communities did not know how dangerous and communicable this outbreak was and they were treating it the its victims with uh, medications for common fever but when families and community members started dying a mass uh, with the uh, persistent association from civil society organizations and the health ministry they now started reporting illnesses uh, of that nature to the health authorities in Freetown, that is Sierra Leone's capital. By then, the virus had spread like a bushfire in other parts of the country. And as I speak to you, uh, Sierra Leone has lost well over 600,000 people. And um, Ebola, uh, as I speak to you, is now in 11 of the 12 uh, political administrative districts of Sierra Leone. And definitely, most communities are quarantined, and that means people do not enter or go out of those communities. And most of the people there are facing shortages of water and food. So it's a real difficulty. People are suffering with hunger, and they are also suffering because they are fighting the Ebola. So, definitely, as I speak to you, Sierra Leone. Uh, 11 districts out of 12 are quarantined. Nobody will enter some areas, in, in the, even in the, in the capital city of Freetown, and nobody goes out at all except for, for health officials. So it's a serious crisis, and um, I think the world should take it very seriously because uh, we never know. Now we've seen Ebola in the past weeks in, in America, and therefore I think mm-hmm. uh, this is the crown call. It's the crown call to the American people and the international community uh, that um, we should not isolate West Africa because I'm, I'm not sure this is our making. We uh, they should, they should go there and make sure they help us so that we we'll contain it in that locality so that Ebola will not spread to different parts of the world.
0: Yeah. For those who are not
2: familiar, what is Ebola? Uh, basically, um, Ebola, virus disease, uh, it's a hemorrhagic fever of humans and other primates. It's caused by the Ebola virus. Medical practitioners say symptoms start two days or three weeks after contacting the virus with a fever, sore throats, muscle pain, headache, typically vomiting, diarrhea, rash follows along and then uh, most times um, decrease functions of the liver and the kidney, experts say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how does one contract it?
2: Uh, definitely a is contracted by contacting people, like by shaking hands, uh, touching their, their sweat, you know if the they, like the like bodily fluid if the they like uh, uh vomiting if you touch the vomit or you sleep with people if I have Ebola, for instance, god forbid, and then we 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 come in contact definitely the Ebola, you know is going to spread onto you that is why like I told you earlier on, it's spreading like quite far you know in the Hamilton. because you know it's it's spread out by by human contact because it is in the fluid. You know, like like vomiting, like you know, stool, urine, or whatever. You know, if, if if the person that is infected with Ebola passed that one out, and you and you and you get in contact with that one, definitely you're going to be infected with Ebola virus. Yeah, is, is
0: there a cure uh,
2: for this? No. Well, the, the 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 health people are saying there is no cure for Ebola. Once you contact it. Definitely. It it's 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 it, it, <laughs> it's like it takes the grace of God. But you know, because people have been like they are, we have survivors, you know, but there is no cure for Ebola. So definitely the only thing that we are telling the communities is you know, we are t- going into the communities with sensitization messages to tell them you have to avoid, you have to keep off, don't go near people, don't greet people because in Africa we are like we like to greet, you know. That's like a custom to us. But now we are telling people don't greet. You have to stay off, you know. Don't go into the crowd. Don't make sure that somebody's sweat is touch you, you know. don't, 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 don't go near uh, bodily fluids, you know, from people. So definitely, that is it. You, it's just like giving all the sensitization so that people will will keep the prevention. But definitely, there is no cure for Ebola. Once you contact Ebola, the next thing is. You have to die,
0: so the nurses in Texas who contracted Ebola from that patient who died, you're saying that they're gonna die?
2: Well, I am not saying that, like I told you, there are survivors in Africa. People are surviving. It takes the grace of God because you know it it makes you dehydrate and they give you water and antibiotics. It's possible, you will be lucky, and you will win, and you know you you win the the race of life you 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 come back to life. But you know, it's it's like a, a, a it's like one out of it's like a nine out of ten chances. It's highly likely, you know, that they will, they will not survive. It's highly likely that they will survive. Whilst you have contacted the Ebola virus, definitely scientifically it has been proven that there is no medicine. They have not they've not got any vaccine for it. They've not got any medication for it. But you know, people are 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 are, are going out of Ebola. People are defeating Ebola. So I am not saying they will die. Definitely, they might not die. But what I want to say, emphatically, here on this radio, is that once you contact Ebola, there is no medication for it.
1: Yeah.
0: So, what are the things that the government can do to assist with making sure that this is not an outbreak?
2: Definitely, like like we are using this radio. I'm sure this radio cuts across, you know, the the airwaves. People will listen and will know definitely they have to like make sure that they send the prevention messages out there to people to make sure that people you know have the message you know that they you know if if you have like fever you have to go to the hospital and they'll run all the tests you know you don't have to stay home say well i think this is common fever i will treat it. No, if you have fever and then you know you have like headache and you're like vomiting you know you have diarrhea you have to run to the nearest hospital so that they will run the test to know that you Are not Ebola, you know, you are not Ebola infected. They are free. So definitely, I am sure all they will do is run these messages on radio and television stations so that people hear loud and clear that there is no cure for Ebola, and the only remedy is to make sure you prevent yourself.
0: Yeah. So, as the community, as the public, how can we protect ourselves? What are the things that we can do to help your cause?
2: Yeah, make sure you wash your hand clean. Make sure you don't greet people. Make sure you don't have bodily fluid from people. When you come back to your house, you have to wash your hand. You know, like what we do now in Sierra Leone is we have like chlorine, you know, disinfectants who will, will come into our houses, will take our dresses out, you know, at the door. We have to wash our feet, our hands with the, with the chlorine before we enter our houses. And even in public vehicles, you know, you have to sit far. Away from people. Don't make sure you know. You have to make sure that you don't interact. Your body do not interact. You don't mingle. You don't touch people. In Africa, like I told you earlier on this program, we greet. You know, we use our hands to greet. We hug our people to show respect, to show love. But now we have to desist to fight Ebola because we know that you, you don't know. You know, it be like a secret enemy. It's not like somebody's coming with a gun like ISIS to fire you. You see the man coming with the gun, you hear the bullet. You don't know who will have who will carry the symptoms. You don't know who have Ebola. So you have to stay off. You know, with all due respect, you still greet people about by waving hands and don't, you know, not coming close to people, not 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 being in contact with people.
0: That's great. So, are there any home remedies that people are using in Africa? Is is the health situation there, the technology health situation knew, appropriate? Well, no,
2: not quite. You know, when, when it all started, community people did not know how dangerous and communicable this you know, this outbreak was. And they were treating it, the, the victims with medications, you know, for common fever. But when families and communities members started dying en masse, you know, <laughs> they had to, I mean, we have now to run to the health centers, we have to run to the hospitals to make sure, you know, because it, it was like, Killing people, we are losing people. So now we, we knew that, I mean, the traditional practices were not helping us. So we have to come back to this Western medication, even though, you know, research has proven that there is no vaccine, there is no medication. So, but we still run to the hospitals. We talk to the people, you know, if your, 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 your family member or your community member it's the fever, you know, you see him vomiting you know, or diarrhea, you have to go to the hospital, you know, report that person so people come pick him up and take him to the quarantine center. So that's it. We are using the Western medication because that is what is, you know, it's, it's just 50 50. You might die, you might not die. But the traditional African practices have failed us because Ebola had, you know, succumbed to that one.
0: Yeah. And what's your background and expertise in the health field?
2: Ah, uh, basically I am not a health worker, I am a social worker. I, I had a civil society organization, a non-governmental organization, organization that is called Foundation for Democratic Initiatives and Development. So what we do is to go to the people who sensitize them, we tell them what to do, if you have somebody that is protected, take them to the hospital, don't skip them, the, the earlier the better, and stuff like that. So we are operating in 21 communities across Sierra And we use uh, radio talk shows. Uh, we use communities that uh, we use, we use them. Um, and um, um, we use them um, uh, like um, PR system in the communities. We, we take public address system, and we talk to the people in our local languages to tell them that Ebola is dangerous. Ebola is communicable. Ebola does not respect anybody. you know. So definitely, if anybody in the community in the family is. With fever or, or all of the symptoms of the fever, like it, you need to rush to the nearest hospital.
0: Yeah, uh, and and how does someone know that they have Ebola as opposed to just the fever?
2: Yeah, like like, like I to, like I told you, you so that you have muscle pains, headaches, you have fever, sometimes there are sore throats, uh, vomiting, you have some kind of rash on your skin, or, or, or diarrhea. So to all of these symptoms, definitely, or, or any one of these symptoms, you need to rush to the nearest hospital.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you have a website promoting your work? Uh, is there? A, are you looking for people to donate? How can people help what you're doing?
2: Uh, uh, we had a website before I came to America, but the website was like here. Yeah, somebody was lost. Was was used was was uh, somebody built it for us and was keeping it for us, but it was difficult to reach the person to pay because we are supposed to pay you know annually, you know. But when we had this Ebola outbreak, I was trying to reach the individual, but it was difficult. So definitely, as I speak to you, it is down. But we have our we have our email address and uh, we have our contacts. I have my contact number back home and I have a number here because I came here on a conference and I'll I'll be back in in, in entirely in one month time.
0: Are you afraid that if you go back to Sierra Leone, that you may catch Ebola yourself?
2: Uh, Yes, because medical doctors, they are, you know, people who are experts, people who are trained medical people have got Ebola, they have died. We have lost uh, some, uh, over 100 nurses and about four medical doctors to Ebola now. So, yes, it's possible because, like I told you, there is no cure. If you once you catch it, it's possible you might die. You know, it's a 50 50 kind of situation. So, yes, definitely if you are going to the community, you don't know who, who, who is affected.
0: All right, so I think we might have lost Mr. Sadai, but I think the general consensus is you really don't have that much to fear. I, I think if you are concerned, uh, then go and get treated and get helped. And here at the district, we will do everything we can to make sure that you get all the knowledge and information you can possibly get. Thank you and have a great night.